Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Brady looking close toward the end zone. Receiver almost. Caught ball. Touchdown Tampa Bay. He's either going to use speed and just go around the guy. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. The Rich Eisen Show. Today's guests. Steelers quarterback Ben Roethlisberger. That's Ben Roethlisberger just being Superman. You don't get him to the ground. Tampa Bay Bucks writer Rick Stroud. Plus your phone calls. Overreaction Monday. And more. And now, it's Rich Eisen. All right, everybody. Welcome to this 2022 edition of the Rich Eisen Show live from Los Angeles, California. We are back. We are rested. Some of us are tanned. Some of us are not. Uh, We're thrilled that you are with us. We hope you had a happy and a healthy Christmas week leading into New Year's. We took a much-needed time off, but we are back, the we being me. Your humble host, still, despite being cooped up uh, with children over Christmas break, best dad ever, signed is still right there on the desk, uh, several years running. Uh, I am your humble host, Rich Eisen. Uh, Good to see you, Chris Brockman. How are you over there? Rich, man, I don't know about you, but I'm feeling 22. Good to see you, Mikey Del Tufo. Good to see you. Very good. TJ Jefferson is in the house. You know, Rich, it was like this. We had, you know, Christmas week, and then boom, we went over to New Year's, and then boom, we're here. And no one knows what day or hour it was in between, and bang, here we are. We stepped in the room. It's the 3rd of January, (laughs) which means we've got a few more days left to say Happy New Year to people that we've seen for the first time. So Happy New Year to you. Happy New Year to everybody out there. You know, and and, uh, when you take a week off like we did, it's, it's amazing to see how things can change from one week to the other. I mean, just uh, for instance, when uh, when we left, uh, the Indianapolis Colts, red-hot team, team proverbial team you don't want to face in the AFC playoffs, uh, now they, uh, they're, uh, they're, they've they got question marks about their quarterback <laughs> yeah, and man. things like that, That's right? That's how quickly it happened. Uh, the Minnesota Vikings, we left, they had won two straight games and had uh, and had a lot going for them. Uh, and, and sitting there in the seventh seed in the NFC playoff race, and now two losses later, they're eliminated. The Browns were alive. They're eliminated. The Washington football team was alive. They're eliminated. I mean, so on and so forth. I mean, before we left, uh, uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers were were banged up, uh, but at least they had Antonio Brown to fill the role of uh, of Chris Godwin. For, before we left, the New York Jets were a team that always lost to Tom Brady, and now they're a team that still always loses to Tom Brady. So some things never change, do they? And in this season where things are so unpredictable and we're, we're, we've, been, we've been searching for predictability in the NFL media, the national media, however you want to term us here on the program, rational media, we're looking for some sort of sign where we can say this team is dependable. This team is the team that can win it all. This team like, say, the Dallas Cowboys play their best game all year against the Washington football team, and then all the problems that we were concerned about, boom, crop up from a team in Arizona that couldn't win. 
Now they do. Looking for dependability. And I think we have found it. Staring us in the face the entire time. With one week to go in the longest regular season in the history of the National Football League, we have finally found it. And again, it's been there. The Green Bay Packers are the best team in the National Football League. And I say that knowing the Bengals are red hot and they just beat the Chiefs who had the longest winning streak in the NFL going into the first weekend of 2022. Everybody that you could depend on loses. Those who lose suddenly win. The Green Bay Packers are steady as she goes. They have an MVP quarterback who looks like he's going to go back-to-back in that position. They have the best wide receiver in the game, thus the best quarterback-to-wide receiver combination in Rodgers to Devontae Adams. They have not one but two outstanding football players at the running back position, somebody who can be a two-way threat in Aaron Jones, running it, catching it, somebody you can roll downhill at the defense to try and batter them, also take time off the clock and close the game in A.J. Dillon. Do they have other weapons outside of those? Yes. Are they dependable? That might be a soft spot. Defensively, they are opportunistic. Defensively, they can sack you without having to blitz you. They can just put four hands in the dirt and go hunt you. They're also not completely healthy and can actually get better by getting some players back. They also have guys off the scrap heap and Rasul Douglas, who's been terrific. They can beat you every which way, and now you've got to go into their house. And I know Tom Brady went to their house last year, and he can absolutely do it again. But right here, right now, as we're sitting here on the first Monday of 2022 in the longest regular season ever that would have been over in previous years, right here, right now, with all sorts of coaches who are going to eat it one week from today, would have been eating it today. And may still just, who knows? Yeah. (laughs) But as we are going into the playoffs, the Green Bay Packers are absolutely the team to beat. They are absolutely 100% Soup to nuts, all three phases, just the best. And I know there's two teams, one game right behind them, and the Rams and the Bucks. and I know the Cowboys can put it all together, and I know what the Cardinals can do, and I know how the 49ers can perform. I get it. I understand it. But right now, the Green Bay Packers, coaching as well, have got a terrific setup. Matt LaFleur. Who is this guy coming from the Shanahan system and from Tennessee? And who's this guy? We're going to bounce Mike McCarthy for this guy. Who's this guy? 13 and 3, 13 and 3, 13 and 3. With an opportunity because of the longest regular season ever, an opportunity to just skate one more. Sort of like that, uh, that drop that Mike Del Tufo's not hitting right now. Where you need one more? We got one more. Just hit it, Mike. The first Ocean's. 11 drop of the year would be just terrific. Yeah, we need one more. Yeah. All right, we'll get one 14 more. and 3. <laughs> 14 and 3. Who do the Green Bay Packers play next week? Oh, yeah, that's right. Who cares? Nah, the Detroit Lions at home. <laughs> I mean, yeah. By the way, who never give up. But um, 14 and 3. Go beat them. How can you beat them? Great question. 
take Devontae Adams out, take one of their running backs out, get pressure up the middle on Rodgers, get him frustrated, keep him off the field? Your team's equipped to do that. But right now, the Packers are without a doubt the best team in the NFL. And we've been searching for who can it be? One week it's somebody. Next week it's not. One week it's not. Next week it is. Packers, steady as she goes. Took a while. They got their asses beat in week one by New Orleans. In Jacksonville, feels like it's a different season, right? Mm -hmm. They lost to Kansas City when Rodgers got COVID and Jordan Love's family was sitting there watching the Royals game. (laughs) Right? (laughs) And they lost to the Vikings, who they certainly didn't lose to last night. (laughs) Oh, no way. Not with Sean Mannion in there and Kirk Cousins getting COVID at the worst possible time. So, that's the setup. Because the Packers are going to probably play some of their guys. Matt LaFleur's already said that because they could give Rodgers and his toe what he seems to be just fine on. A good three weeks off. Yeah. But it's everything's going to have to go through Lambeau Field again and let's see how it goes. But the Packers right now, their fans, you've got to be ecstatic. Rodgers is the MVP again. He's going to be. He deserves it. He's unbelievable. And Devontae Adams, you can't stop him. They could do whatever they want whenever they want, it appears. But we'll see what happens when the playoff hits. Now then, one team that can obviously beat them in their house is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. One team that's proven they could beat the Green Bay Packers in their house with all the chips are down to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And they could win with a guy like Scotty Miller. Sticking it to him right before the end of the half in an NFC championship game. And guess who's going to have to do it again? Scotty Miller. Because it ain't going to be Antonio Brown. Let me just say this about Antonio Brown. Because Bruce Arians is talking today. Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times is going to join us in hour number three to talk about what happened in MetLife Stadium yesterday. I don't care if he was jaking it. I don't care if he was hurt. I don't care anything about that. I don't care what we're... Apparently, my colleague from the NFL Media Group, Ian Rappaport, and we'll see what if Arians does, in fact, confirm it later on. And I understand anybody who's watching this back later on on social media could be dated by the time you see it. But this is the way I feel right now and the way I think I'm going to feel regardless of what happens the rest of the day. It doesn't matter if he was told to go back in the game and he says, no, I am hurt. And they basically said, then you're out. You can't strip down on a sideline and run onto the field. You can't do it. You simply can't do it. Unless, of course, you're not well. And this is clearly 100% not a well man. I said that when he self-immolated with the Raiders and got out of that situation. I said that when he self-immolated in New England, where he had the best possible situation, coached by Belichick and quarterbacked by Brady. And he got back with Tom Brady. What better situation can you have? He will look down at a Super Bowl ring the rest of his life, in which I hope he gets himself sorted. You don't need at all to know very much to know this is not a well man. You don't strip down in front of a stadium in the NFL 
and stroll onto the field and basically wave goodbye. I mean, what is up with that? Tom Brady had this to say after the game, and I want to play it here because it shows you that there's a lot going on behind the scenes. A lot going on behind the scenes, which, by the way, has been something we've been saying about Antonio Brown in his career for almost a half decade now. Something's up. Something's going on. Something's not right. And it also shows you why Tom Brady is one of the most beloved teammates in the NFL. And and and, and it's not just because he wins people's championships. Okay. This is what Brady said after the game when asked about Brown. I said he's quitting on. Him. I mean, you I, I, and again, it can't be about incentives. Because you heard about how Brown needed a certain number of catches and a certain number of snaps and a certain number of X, Y, and Z to get what was it, about a million bucks, Almost right? Almost a million bucks. Right. Yeah, yeah. So last year, he needed seven catches to get a quarter of a million dollars in a game that the Bucks, you know, kind of didn't need. And they let him play in it, and he got it. Uh, I don't think this team that, that basically, you know, came up with Super Bowl rings that look like an actual stadium on the size of somebody's <laughs> hand, like they're going to start... Nickel and diamond. Yeah. Yeah, right. Somebody who, by the way, they need to... Fill the role of Chris Godwin so badly, they overlooked the fact that he faked his vaccination card and strolled around a building with a head coach who is beyond compromised because he's a cancer survivor multiple times. And a guy in Tom Moore, you know, who's... A decade and a half shy of Betty White. May she rest in peace. And they still let him back. They still let him back. So it's not incentives and it's not anything else. And the team clearly thought he could go out and play. And he didn't want to or he couldn't, whichever one. But something happened behind the scenes that created the situation where his reaction was to strip down and stroll out in the middle of a game they were losing to the Jets. To the Jets, who he knows his quarterback wants to beat so badly. Because he's Brady. On the field, in the middle of the play. He's doing jumping jacks in the end zone. On a bad ankle. So, this is what Brady had to say after the game. I mean, that's um, obviously a a difficult situation. And, um, you know, I think we all want you know, him to, to, you know, just think everybody should find, uh, you know, hopefully do what they can to help him in ways that, that, you know, he really needs it. And, um, you know, we all love him. We care about him deeply. Um, you know, we want to see him be at his best and, you know, unfortunately won't be with our team, but, um, you know, we have a lot of friendships that, that will last. And again, I think the most important thing about football are the relationships with their, your friends and your teammates, and they go beyond the field and, um, you know, I think everyone should, should be very compassionate and empathetic toward, you know, um, some very difficult things that are happening. Clearly something's up. He's not a well man. Whoever can reach him, please explain to him. I mean, I've said this over and over again. I, 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 I first interviewed him when 
you remember Mike Wallace was the guy in Pittsburgh yep. and he wanted to get paid and the Steelers are like, well, we got this kid from out of Florida who had to go to Central Michigan and we drafted late in the draft, you know? And so we had a we had him on and he was a kid who just wanted to be one of the all-time greats, right? One of the all-time 100% greats. Yep. Yeah. And, and he has been. <laughs> and he has been. And he could have a gold jacket and a bust. And his numbers support that. But everything else that is going on with him is preventing it. He should not want to make a spectacle of himself. We should not have a 15 minutes of fame for an Uber driver who had to pick him up in New Jersey because the team left him with his bag. That Uber driver, we should not know who that Uber driver is. We should not because no, Antonio Brown got picked up that guy was by funny. him and all of that. This is not what should be happening to Antonio Brown for Antonio Brown, but something's going on with him that needs to be addressed by somebody in his life, finally. Hasn't been the same since Vontae's perfect scrambled his eggs, by the way. And I hope that's not what it is either, because I don't know how you fix that. I'm just spitting truth, folks. I'm spitting truth. And even I fall for the try not to make fun of it stuff. You know, because I saw him picked up with his uh, Uber driver, and I'm like, I hope he doesn't have a better Uber rating than I. And and I saw, you know, that gets clanked around social media, and I then heard what Brady had to say. And I'm like, you know, guilty as charged. Yeah. This is serious business. So it's just, uh, it, and and I, I don't know whoever's out there on his team that's letting it be known, Arians try to force him back in the game or something like that. I'm telling you, and I'm not caping for Bruce just because he's been on this show because I, I, I didn't think he should have let him back after the fake vaccination card. And you're just basically seeing what he's done before. You're asking for it again. Hoping that Brady could keep it together and him on the straight and narrow. Because Brady is Brady, and if there's anybody that's going to reach out to him and basically let him understand that there's a, a, a football goal here, right, to be done, that might actually get him to, to sort of avoid whatever inner demons there are, I, I, I could kind of see what Arians was attempting, but there had to be stuff behind the scenes going on where they didn't, think that he was in any way, shape, or form being on the up and up about his ankle. Well, there's always him, stuff behind the scenes. Get him help. Get him help. Get him help. But Rich, someone, you can't get someone help, right? Someone has to no, want I, to get I know, help. And man. When you're in the position of AB, like, you know, Mooch was talking about the friend on the pedestal. Yesterday, about John Men uh, during your show about some friends were on the pedestal. I think, unfortunately, AB is that friend on the pedestal to so many around him. And it would be very tough for a guy that maybe he's bankrolling or a guy that, you know, is in his entourage to be like, yo, man, you got an issue. But it would take someone like yeah. that. But would someone uh -huh. like that do it? You don't know. 
Let's take a break. We'll be back here on the Rich Eisen Show with your phone calls throughout. 844-204-RICH, number to dial. I spoke to Big Ben last Thursday All right. in advance of Monday Night Football tonight. Love it. And asked him, basically, is this it tonight in Heinz Field? And if you're retiring, what next? I asked him that. I also chatted with Miles Garrett in advance of that, and he had some interesting things to say about ending Big Ben's uh, Heinz Field career tonight as well as Baker Mayfield. Browns eliminated from playoff contention. We'll tell you who's in, who's out, best we can on this program. Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times, overreaction Monday. And when we come back, there were uh, some college football games played in the interim of our... Uh... <laughs> Just a few. Yeah. A couple. I'm going to go full Leighton Vanderesh. Blame it on the refs. <laughs> That's next on the Rich Eisen Show. Don't miss it. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people, or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just... Find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs costs all in before you purchase so all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for twenty dollars off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for twenty dollars off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed this is the Rich Eisen Show. If anybody out there in our uh, Peacock and Sirius XM audience was traveling yesterday, didn't see the top of NFL game day morning, a very, very tippy top of NFL game day morning, mm-hmm. uh, where uh, it did not take very long for um, uh, Michigan State um, <laughs> man and uh, 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 NFL game day morning producer Richard Isico to employ uh, the Michigan State man on uh, the desk to my left to uh, start reaping what um, was sown on this program when Matthew Stafford of the Rams and, of course, Georgia uh, uh, asked a friendly uh, wager uh, on the um, – maybe we should put something on the uh, national championship he semifinal so game. Confident. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, for good reason, apparently. 
Um, <laughs> where I'd have to wear something, Georgia, on NFL game day morning should uh, Michigan lose that contest, which they did, uh, um, what's the word for it? Emphatically. Um, and so uh, this is what happened at the very top of NFL Network's broadcast Sunday. Well, I am. All right, so, <laughs> so Rich wow, comes yeah, in and we'll right zoom up in here, right here, Chunky, right here. Who's that? What does it say? Georgia 34, Michigan. Oh, with the, with the score. 11. Oh, yeah, they scored that touchdown yeah, at the end. Yeah, put that in your office. Okay, there you go. And then we got a little apparel here. Uh, yeah, that's a Georgia Bulldog hat. Right. And I think you should probably, probably, what do you think, everybody? You should wear this for the rest of the week? No, what's the, the, the week? Uh, right. We'll put it on. No, no, no. Uh, so, so is this the segment? Is it what we're going to do? All right. Uh, this is for Matthew Stafford, who came on the show. Thanks very much, Matthew. I always appreciate you coming on. Uh, suggested we do a little something uh, on the Orange Bowl, uh, which, uh, to say the least, did not go my way. But I would not change the last month for a single second. It's been an incredible ride. Okay. So, uh, this, so this, this, I'll put this, this on right, right now. No, no, it's, it's, I need to, I, I have, I've had a big okay. head the last, you know, month, so I've okay. got to it out a little bit. Weekend. Okay, here we go. Okay, all right. You all right, it all right, all right, Rich Archer. Go blue. 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 Go How many L's are you going to keep taking on these bets? Oh, whatever. I'll do it again. I'll, I'll do it again. Come on. Rich, Rich had a great Rich, month, the banks man. He had on the phone. Those checks month. are all over Droney. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I understand that. No, I know. You got accounts over Droney. Rich, don't let him bring you down. You had a great month, man, before yeah, previous. Yeah, and oh, Ernie Johnson sent out a tweet. <laughs> awesome. Look, Rich, now try this. Go dog sick him and then five woofs. And five woofs from Ernie Johnson, one of the, the top uh, Georgia Bulldogs out there in the uh, – Universe. I do have a question though. Since yeah. since you and Matthew made the bet on this show, wouldn't the bet carry over to this show? No, no, no. That's it was a great point. no, 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 no. The he bet said, was the bet was me on NFL Network and him uh, at his okay. press availability this week, which will be uh, with him wearing a Rams hat. You know? <laughs> Back here on the Rich Eisen show with our terrestrial radio outfit. Just showed everybody how uh, I had to wear a Georgia Bulldog hat on the very first segment of NFL Game Day Morning. That red looks good on you. Well, yeah, I was yeah, 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 that yeah, looks yeah, good. Yeah. So let's let's talk about this um, game. So um, the uh, University of Michigan Wolverines and the Georgia Bulldogs um, played a football game in Miami on New Year's Eve. Yeah, and uh, Michigan won the toss, and uh, I I I thought. That was just going to be the start of a lot of winning. Instead, it was the high point of the evening. The absolute high point of the evening being Michigan winning the coin toss and deferring to the second half and saying, we're going to put our defense out there against Stetson Bennett, the Stets, fourth. Stetson, Stetson Bennett, the fourth. Oh, boy. Who is That's absolutely going to be one of the greatest hedge fund managers ever. <laughs> and she stepped on okay. the ball. Unless he has a great uh, football career, NFL career. I don't know if that's uh, what he wants to do or if that's the way things are going to go for him. But kid balled out. He's going to be president one day. I'll say this. Michigan said, we're going to put our defense out there and we're going to get the ball back. We're going to put our Heisman Trophy finalist out there and we're going to put a Jabo out there. We're going to put all these kids that have just been putting bang things on opponents out there and we're going to get the ball back and then we're going to hand things off to Hassan Haskins, our our Heisman Trophy uh, worthy type running back and the rest of that running game and we're going to 
We're going to start jamming it down that vaunted Georgia Bulldog front seven front, and we are going to have our way. That was the Michigan plan, and it went totally out the window because of the officiating. No, I'm just kidding. Um, (laughs) It went totally out the window because Georgia is absolutely a fantastic football team that is supremely talented at every position. And, oh, my God, did Georgia take Hassan Haskins out of the football game and put Cade McNamara, Michigan's quarterback, in a proverbial football body bag and zipped him up. That's what they did to Michigan. Now, um, you know, Michigan, just when I'm going back about it, and I just thought to myself after – Georgia just marched down the field on the defense, had their way, and basically showed Michigan right off the bat that, you know, I honestly thought it was Dalvin Cook because he looks just like his bro and like he runs twins. just like his bro and he's got his hair like his bro. And, yeah, but, I mean, and he's, he's just one of many. And I just thought to myself when it was fourth and four and Mich- I just thought to myself, and I, this is not a second guess, punt it. And I understand that you make Georgia go the full, full length, length of the field and try and do it again, but they went for it, and uh, McNamara put a ball a little bit too far away, and it was the first ball drop on New Year's Eve that made me drink heavily. <laughs> and um, and we're not talking about just, uh, you know, uh, Times Square. Um, you know, it was soup to nuts, a total tail kicking that um, – was very difficult for me to swallow. Very tough for me to swallow. Um, I'd been waiting all this time for Michigan to get on that stage, and it was a total tail kicking. And um, and I thought I, I was through this part of, of my Michigan fandom, which is um, to, in the midst of things not going my way, just throw myself into the love of my family and children and take <laughs> stock in life and, uh, and and I wasn't ready to do that yet, but my eight-year-old daughter, Taylor, came walking up to me and handed me these uh, celebratory New Year's Eve beads. Oh. Yeah. And um, <laughs> had to take a photograph of me. <laughs> uh, so like, so Thanks, put them dad, and there I am in my Michigan shirt, my lucky Michigan shirt. And I'm like, okay, I got to. The beard was popping it. too, Rich. Well, I didn't shave all week. I had the whole sort of Dan Haggerty thing going on. I was on. hoping you were going to let it grow. Yeah. So uh, it it was – George is so good. Good luck to you and Sarah and all the Bulldogs against Alabama. I hope you get what you want because obviously I want to lose to the team that wins it all. And I also uh, want to say this. I would not change the last month and this entire year for a damn – Second, Why would I wouldn't you? change it at all. And all the trolls that hit me up in uh, my personal life <laughs> and also on Twitter and also on YouTube and everywhere that they could find me to come back at me because of all the checks I was writing in the last oh, month Jack. and pounding my chest and talking about my team and loving my team and just basking in the glow of what my team going from unranked to the college football playoff, the first team to ever do that, Michigan doing what it did this year with nobody seeing it, Con. 
I wouldn't change it for a second. And to all those trolls out there that were hitting me up, all of those folks were saying, we're rough, we root for the Big Ten. But then all of a sudden, Michigan flops on the big stage. Okay? Like that? I will just say this. I don't care what you have to say. <laughs> and to all, and oh, yeah. all, all, all I have to say to all the Ohio State fans that are saying, did you see what happened in the Rose Bowl against Utah? Yeah, I saw what happened in the Rose Bowl against Utah. I did. And that was an incredible game at the Rose Bowl. But the final score I'm concerned about was 42-27. It happened. Michigan won the Big Ten, Wisconsin fans. Enjoy your Las Vegas Bowl win. I'm glad you did that. I don't want to see you lose to Arizona State, fifth or sixth in the Pac-12. I don't want to see that. I also don't want to see Michigan State lose in a Peach Bowl to a Pittsburgh team that didn't have their quarterback because you didn't want to get hurt. I don't want to see that either. I'm glad you got that too. We made it as Big Ten champs. We got a season that was incredible. I don't care. It was incredible. I will not change it for a single thing. So we'll see Ohio State next year. We'll see you next year. And that'll be another one. It'll be another one. It'll be great. We'll see what happens. It's going to be in your house in the horseshoe. You know? And Ohio State fans, incredible W against Utah. The the wide receivers who didn't play didn't matter. <laughs> nope. Okay? And what Utah didn't have is what Michigan had, which is a pass rush. As C.J. Stroud, Mr. Rancho Cucamonga, sitting there in Pasadena like he's on a vacation. But in a big house with the snow coming down and really cold, and all three of their top wide receivers out there, Michigan still won and sent you to the Rose Bowl to try and battle Utah, which you had to do. And I'm glad you won it. Because I do root for the Big Ten. But not when I get all the trolls in my face because Michigan lost to Georgia, which, by the way, you would have done too. Yeah, probably. You mentioned Reggie. You'd have done too. There was a lot of talk in my timeline this weekend about guys opting out. Did Aiden Hutchinson opt out? No. Well, Aiden Hutchinson, but here's the thing. Here's what I will say about the opt-out stuff, Okay. I was trolling you one final time. Which is what? <laughs> Aiden Hutchinson dropped out because... He did nothing in the game. You, well, mi- did, he, you missed that one, Rick. No, 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 yeah, no, yeah, no, 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 it's okay if you want to come at me with that. Georgia had an incredible game plan, an incredible game plan. They got it out fast. They got it out fast. Yeah, and I don't they, think Michigan they was ready, right for up their, the gut they on ready for their speed. They had an incredible... Yeah, what was, Michigan, here, here, what Michigan got a front row seat for is what the next step is. That's the next step. Team speed. The next, well, the next step is whatever Georgia's got, whatever Alabama's got. That's the next step. And Harbaugh saw it firsthand, and he's he knows what needs to be done. Also, you guys just couldn't do you – your need, quarterbacks couldn't do, obviously, what the Heisman Trophy winner could do, but they you couldn't exploit the one slight weakness in Georgia's defense, which is their secondary. Well, that's uh, – that. I, I, I all I could say is this. Georgia had what? Like, I think Herbstreit said it in the game – 45 star recruits Michigan at seven I mean that's that's all you need to know that's all you need to know but I I I, I, it's the true better to have loved and lost than not at all but one thing I won't point out at the end of that game is 
you said, did Hutchinson opt out, you know, having fun because he, did, he didn't have a – he didn't he, – he, he, he didn't, didn't have a well. – he, he yeah. wasn't a factor. Yeah, it wasn't a factor. I was just having fun. But if you saw what happened at the third and fourth quarter of that game, Hutchinson was out and Hassan Haskins was out. Harbaugh took him out of the game. Yeah. The last thing they were going to do is get those kids hurt, hurt yeah, exactly. when they're ready for the next level. Yeah, Because the be game was essentially over. Big time picks. I mean, which is what should have been done. And all you need to do is just look at poor Matt Corral today. Oh, Let me hit this subject before we'll take a break and then phone calls. Matt Corral of Ole Miss says, I'm going to play in the Sugar Bowl. Right? And I didn't have a single problem with that. Good for you. That's what you want to do. You're saying, I'm not going to opt out. I'm a football player. I want to be there for my teammates. Absolutely fine. Just as fine as Kenny Pickett's decision to not play. Because that's what he said was best for him. And if he is comfortable in that decision, and he feels his teammates are comfortable in him making that decision, that's what he's allowed to do. In the same way, Lincoln Riley was allowed to tell the media, I'm not going to be the head coach of LSU, folks. And the next day, he's the head coach of USC. <laughs> In the same way, it's allowed for Brian Kelly to tell Notre Dame, I understand that we've got an opportunity to make the college football playoffs, and we have an opportunity to win a national championship this year if results break a certain way, but I'm going to a spot where I feel is better for me and my family. <laughs> My family. <laughs> my family. You know, or me and my ability to get a new challenge and win in a way that I could not hear. Where, it, you know, in Louisiana State, Provost might be more of a turnstile than a stop sign. Like at Notre Dame. Fine for those guys. So why is it not fine for a college football player with a huge future? Like the two... Ohio State wide receivers to say, I'm not playing. I don't want to get hurt. What's the problem with that? You know, I love Des. Like, uh, I, I love Desmond Howard. I mean, he's one of my favorite people on the planet. Him agreeing with Kirk Herbstreet when yeah, Herbstreet said on rough. ESPN, uh, uh, you know, prior to the Rose Bowl, that he thinks that f- kids today don't love football as much. Because they, they don't want to – no. What, what, does that mean Brian Kelly doesn't love football as much because he's doing something best for him? Right. Now, I know the difference between that is a player is withholding his services and a coach is just changing for whom his services are being rendered. And a fact check. Right, which the players don't get. Right. Which the NIL deals are leveling some sort of a playing field in a way. But when I saw Matt Corral on those crutches, I'm like, that is so sad. But I I wasn't going to criticize. Who's to criticize? That's what he wanted to do. He wanted to play. Right. And the reason why, and him being on crutches, Jalen Smith's professional career essentially maybe being over now when it could have been going for years and how it got started late. No one wants to be that. Jake Butt, one of my favorite Michigan players. He's not in the NFL right now. He got hurt in a bowl game, too. He could have withheld his services in that bowl game that wasn't clearly, you know, for all the marbles. Someone used so, Willis McGahee as an example of someone who went and played. Yeah. And it, but for as great as Willis McGahee was in the NFL, imagine 
if he had not sustained that injury? How much you could you, have been talking about maybe never, the greatest of all time? Ever know? You never know. The idea that players are letting anybody down because they withhold their services in something they're not being paid for to make sure that they are healthy enough to be paid as much as possible for their services to be rendered professionally is insane to that be merited for criticism. Come on. (laughs) Come on. And an education is extremely valuable, and I'm excited for anybody that gets the most out of their education at a school, an institution of higher learning. And I understand that that is what is being given to a player in exchange for the services rendered. But that is just an ancient, ancient, passe way of looking at amateur athletics in the day and age where there are billions on the table, billions to be made in future arrangements, millions being made by coaches who can just walk in to a locker room and say, I'm out. After texting them the night before, I want to see you at 7 in the morning. So I could tell you in five minutes that I'm out, just so I could say I saw you face-to-face. And that's Brian Kelly's prerogative, contractually. And he's gone. A player doesn't want to play because they don't want to wind up like Matt Corral and crutches doesn't mean he doesn't love the sport. It means he loves his future in the sport more. Is this so wrong? Not to me. I don't think so either. Not to me. I don't think so either. And one day when Michigan's playing in a game that isn't for the college football playoff, because that day will come, hopefully not for a while. Mm. But uh, will I be disappointed when a player who is really good says I'm out? Yeah, but will I sit there and say to hell with him? He doesn't love football. He's in Michigan. He's letting me down as a 50-some-odd-year-old man who wants his school to win? <laughs> who the hell am I? You know? <sighs> but Hutchins didn't opt out of the game. Oh, I missed that. <laughs> <laughs> wow. All right, we'll take a break here. That's your boy. I, by the way, way softer than I wanted to go. Today. <laughs> oh no, because no, no, I, no. You would have gone. You would have gone more all in on me had I not. I think taken. I, I, I raised my hand and say we got. We got the tar beaten out of it. Yeah, I mean, I mean, look. By the way, tar I don't beaten out of. By the way, same way that Ohio State got the tar beaten out of it when Georgia, uh, when Clemson shut them out with Deshaun yeah, Watson. Yeah, same exactly. way that Michigan State went, they got shut out. Right. You know, I. It happens. And I know, and I saw I saw Breer basically say, you know, first time we went, though, we put 42 on Alabama. That's correct. That's correct. Same coach who has blown the greatest yeah. opportunity in the history of coaching at any level. Yeah. Blown it. That guy. I'm still writing checks. We won the Big Ten Championship, <laughs> and we beat Ohio State. Same energy. Oh, yeah. I'm not losing that intensity. Speaking of the same. I'm not. I'm not I'm try, I, do I, I wanted it to be much better, absolutely. <laughs> but I got celebratory New Year's Eve beads.
There we are. Hey, there so you're, you're, you're hey, hey, best dad ever. Okay. Best dad ever. All right, we'll take a break. We'll you got to move on. Right here on the Rich Eisen Show. 844-204-RICH, number to dial. <laughs> Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the sleep number smart bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner. So you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Check out our new NBA show, Beyond the Arc, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network, where you can find me, John Gonzalez, NBA insider Bill Ryder, and Ashley Nicole Moss, five days a week talking all things NBA. Whether you're looking for insightful discussions, upbeat commentary, breaking news, interviews, or coverage of all the biggest stories in the NBA, our new show is the place to be five days a week. Download and follow Beyond the Arc on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your favorite podcasts. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Okay, everybody, let's, uh, let's, uh, let's take a phone call. Here on the Rich hey, Eisen Show. Hey. I knew we'd hear from him today, and I'm glad that I'm going to hear from him today. I'm just going to go directly into the belly of the beast. Uh, Sideline Mike in Atlanta. You're on the Rich Eisen Show. What's up, sir? Happy New Year. Happy New Year, gentlemen. What's up, Mike? How, how are you, Richard? <laughs> Michael, uh, I have been sidelined, but it's okay. It's okay. Well, Life's good. Well, Rich, like I was saying earlier, see, man, you took it all out of me, bro. I was juiced and geek, and then I listened to you break all that down. But let me tell you, we did your favor, Rich. You know, you know why we did your favor? Why? Because, see, we're going to take that spanking. If y'all would have taken, y'all, y'all don't want any of Alabama, okay? <laughs> now, they've been taking my lunch money for seven years. And at some point, TJ, it's going to stop, man. <laughs> Hopefully, it's Monday night. Nope. But just like Bradley Cooper said, in, in, in the eighteen, I'm worried. I'm worried. I'm still worried. Because, gentlemen, the game we played against Michigan will not, and I repeat, not beat Alabama Monday night. It will not. Okay? Now. Well, hold on a minute. I want to pause you right there. Because uh, you, you, looked, you looked pretty complete and playing complimentary football, which is the phrase that I'm hearing in the NFL so much. What, 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 uh, what, what is Alabama going to exploit that, uh, that, that, it, uh, I mean, I, I don't know. Hey man, look, y'all, y'all got behind us a couple of times. Our, our, our yes, that seven covers up our weakness in the back. Okay. Right. Now we started getting pressure on Alabama pretty much after the game was decided in the second half. But brother, we got to get home because if we don't get home when we do our twists and stunts and everything that we were pretty much doing very yeah. well against Michigan, if we can't play like that. Then we get exposed. Then we got problems. Yeah, because McNamara, obviously, obviously the Heisman Trophy winner has got a better skill set than McNamara in terms of his athleticism to escape and things of that nature. That's not McNamara's game. 
that's more of the game yeah. of the kid who finished, you know, um, and J.J. McCarthy, who's just, you know, uh, a young pup. Um, but don't you worry, brother. He's going to be a problem. Just like that kid in Ohio State's going to be a problem next year. Well, he's but one of the five. Let me, st- you, let me tell you where it, gets, where it gets down to with Georgia and Alabama. And I know this, and you guys, T.J., I know you all watch the game. See, Nick Saban can take this Georgia team as it's currently constituted and beat the brakes off of his own Alabama team. He can take this Georgia team right here and, and, and blow them out. The difference is on the sideline. And if we can't, we got out coached last time. We always get out coached. And Kirby and the coaching staff are going to have to come up with something to put the more talented team in a position to win the game. And Mr. Brockman, Mr. Brockman. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show. So Michelle still doesn't look like that bust that you mentioned about three weeks ago. Looks pretty good, doesn't he? Looks pretty good. <laughs> he ain't going to win a Super Bowl another, this year. Another, another Georgia player. And yes, and uh, let's talk about the Falcons just for a second. Kyle Pitts set a record yesterday. Kind of like it. I told you, Rich. Number 11 would look good in a jersey because we gave up 232 yards rushing yesterday. We could have used number 11 yesterday. Sideline Mike, hey. everybody. Sideline Mike. My brother. Rack him. <laughs> Back him. Back here on our terrestrial radio outfit. I mean, Sideline Mike uh, brings up an interesting point right there. About, a lot of points. I mean, there's, you know, <laughs> it, 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 it's, um, at any rate, he, Sideline Mike from uh, from Georgia just called in uh, to to basically stomp my guts out. But I, I took the start. I took the starch out. I took the starch out by just saying, you know, hey, it was a, a heck of a performance. You know, you pop a doctor, Rich. I did. Is that what I did? <laughs> you did. That's what I did. So the question I have for you guys, and let's ha- chop it up here: the best team in the AFC is which? Because I mean, I come on the air and I'm like, it's it's Packers. Clearly in the NFC, and Packers, I think, clearly in the entire NFL. But Yeah, I don't think that's a debate. Joe Burrow and the Bengals are catching fire. And they just beat the Chiefs, who nobody did in November and nobody did in December. Okay? As a matter of fact, Mahomes, we showed this stat on game day morning Sunday, Mahomes became only the third quarterback in the Super Bowl era to go undefeated in the months of November and December while throwing for over 2,000 yards in those two months and fewer than five interceptions. The other quarterbacks are Breeze and one of the Mannings you're going to see tonight on ESPN2 and Peyton. That's it. Red-hot quarterback, red-hot defense, fell down to the Chiefs 14 nothing. And Joe Burrow is absolutely the hottest quarterback in the AFC because Aaron Rodgers is out of his mind. But Burrow's numbers in the last two games are insane. Because, you know, you got to build your team. This is the way you win championships. You got to build your team to win your division first. You got to look within your own neighborhood and win your division first and see what you, you can do from there. So what did Burrow do was complete a sweep of the Ravens. That's your own neighborhood, okay? And throw for 525 yards in doing that. And then he torches the Chiefs. So what do you do from there? You win your division, then see what do you do from there? They just beat the 
two-time defending conference champs, okay, who are who are playing for the right to have home field advantage at home to go all the way for a third Super Bowl champion, uh, Super Bowl championship run, AFC championship win, which they can still do. But look at those numbers. He's completed just a little bit less than 79% of his throws the last two games. He is 29 yards shy of 1,000 yards in his last two games. Eight touchdowns, no interceptions. Is I, I don't know passer rating. I mean, how's that not perfect? But he missed some. <laughs> you know? I mean, come on. It looks damn near perfect to me. Yeah. And that kid, Jamar Chase, is unbelievable. Randy Moss, rookie season-like. Okay. I have to tell you, Chris Brockman. He set the receiving record for rookies. Yes, man. he did. Brockman, what did I tell you? And he Probably runs away up from offensive people. Rookie of the year he, last I, I, I think he did. I mean, he did have. It's yeah, kind like of a month where it was just well, kind of. Eh. And it was in that month Mac Jones had right. his winning streak. Right, right, right. And so Chase runs away from people. Chase makes grabs in the in the end zone. That or he's jumping over people. He runs away from people, jumps over people, and Mixon's no joke. And that coach, Zach Taylor, I mean, one of the most bizarre – I mean, we would have been talking about this if, you know, one of the all-time greats at the receiver position didn't strip sack himself in New York. <laughs> the end of the game? But the end of the game where Bananas. where Fourth the down. Bengals had an opportunity to score a touchdown, but instead they wanted to just – wind the clock down because you don't want to give the ball back to Mahomes. And Andy Reid and Zach Taylor were like going through like parry and thrust like two fencers trying to go through clock management. And if Zach Taylor had pulled this, you know, years ago when Andy Reid was in Philadelphia and started out in Kansas City, I mean, even when I mean, Reed is a much different coach now. I mean, he gets the clock management stuff right now. Remember back in the day that was his bugaboo? Yeah. So if Zach Taylor had done that against Andy Reed years ago, he still would have won, even though he'd have been 12. But, um, yeah, the Bengals they got it right. And he, that's even with Burrow tweaking his knee in one of those moments. He says he's fine. Well, there was a the penalty, last play of the game. There was a penalty on the play. It was fourth down. They should have kicked the field goal. They went for a touchdown. They didn't get it. There was a penalty. Yeah. Burrow got hurt. Right. Which is Backup crazy. Backup came in. They still didn't get it, but they finally yeah. kicked They went for it on fourth down. If they would have kicked there, wild. though, there would, there would have been like a minute left. So, so in the, the end, it, it all worked It was like 46, out. 56 right. seconds left. Had they not gotten that penalty and the Chiefs had gotten the ball back? And gone down and kicked the field goal. Well, I mean, all you had to do is just you'd have left him 40-some-odd seconds yeah. or whatever, but he'd have been on his half-yard line. But you got to do some crazy things to try and, you know, beat the competition. And they, the team that I've said is the best team in the NFL right now, and they are playing very, very well, they, they took that team to overtime in their house mm-hmm. in Green Bay. So I'm basically saying look out for the Bengals because you just never know what the hell's going on. And they've got a red-hot quarterback who anyone in Louisiana will tell you knows how to go on a nice fat run and smoke cigars in the locker room, which he's now done in his second season. You got, buying any Joe Burrow MVP here? God, it's too, no, no, no. Too late? It's, it's Rodgers. It is too late. It's Rodgers. But Please. they've got three great wide receivers on that Bengals team. Higgins sure and Tyler. And, and a beast of a running back a and a defense that can be opportunistic enough. Burrow, comeback player of the year, though, right? Big Ben coming up in hour number two. That's a nice shot across the Dak bow I right mean, there on TJ. I'm, I'm being serious. Let's discuss it right here now. Joe Burrow's comeback player of the year instead of Dak. has to be. 
You has to be. You can't say he has to be. Why? But- 4,600 yards, 34 touchdowns, and they won the division. I'm just saying, you can't. I mean, you're making it seem like there's no. When you say he has to be. For the Bengals. For the Bengals, bro. You know, here's a stat, too. By the way, I'm fully these well, by, nuggets. By the way, because him, I'm a lead pipe wheeling professional. Hold I, on. I, let me get my stat out. Okay. Seventh team in NFL history to win a division, having lost the division in last place, finished in last place the three Season. previous years. Three years in the Three. Run? It's not going from outhouse to penthouse. We've seen that. Yeah. They were in the outhouse three straight years <laughs> and won the division. That's only happened six times before yesterday. Good stat. Thank you, sir. Yeah. That's why I wanted to get it out. Yeah, I like it. Too. What else you got now? Well, it's just like, you know, Brockman, like, he getting really, like, defiant with Joe Burrow. But Brockman, if he wants to be honest, he'll tell you. Like, back around week seven, I tried to explain to him about Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase. And I tried to say, look, Jamar Chase is this. He was like, uh, I don't know about him. And then when it came to fantasy football, I'm like, I'm trying to keep on to Joe Burrow. And again, Brock well, was like, oh, I don't know about that. It was that. either Herbert or Burrow. I and, mean, you can't go wrong. But you were telling me. Guys, if Herbert you were to talk better. about. Hold on a second. If you're and talking about. Be. Excuse me. If you're talking about week one where Burrow's coming back from a knee injury with a Bengals team that's finished in last place three straight times. It wasn't week one. It was like week eight. Okay. Um, Herbert all day long, right? Right. But I, but I said no. And by the way, stick with by that. the way, by the way, entirely possible. I like both. Herbert at Burrow, wild card weekend in two weeks. Oh. Entirely Let's possible. Go. Let's just go to the game. I mean, entirely possible. We'll just go, guys. In that it's Herbert at Burrow I'm in a playoff that, game. Man. Chargers Bengals playoff game. How? Which team is going to screw it up worse to lose? <laughs> What's or the- it could be just, a, or you know. A, and by the way, we'll have all the the video of the freezing cold day that the San Diego Chargers went into Riverfront and won, right? Yeah. And won. So You'll see all that stuff, and now you got the new school. That's entirely possible. It's coming. That wouldn't be a sixteen thirteen well, one, game, but, but the person who's already in. To make it possible is the two seed is Joe Burrow. Smoking cigars now in a professional locker room. Get the get, get the get, get the get.